0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening to this episode 246 of the Treaty Talk podcast. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. We'll start this morning after we get the intro out of the way with a disappointing result in Crow Park when we're not used to the ladies falling, just falling to town in the All-Ireland Final. We had the second round of the senior, intermediate and junior Hurling Championships, the third round. In the Permanent Intermediate, and this week we have the return of the Football Championships. So we look back at all those games and look forward to this weekend games after the break. So stay tuned for all that and more.
1: Impression the game, you get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre
2: of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar.
1: Your mother sends you down to the shop for pound's worth of goods, and she gives you your 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods. Can you? Again, oh, well, Charlie Buckley to do that to Tomasso Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the Sunday game. Let me spend out there from the water court today. The more about in the middle, the run, that was it. Put the ball over the bar, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. no sympathy in this game for anybody.
0: As I said in that intro, Matt, it was a uh, disappointing weekend, and we'll get straight into it. Uh, we were there together in the press box in the Hogan stand on Sunday morning as the Limerick ladies just fell to down 1-7-8, that Orless Whale goal proving decisive in the end. Um, you know, talking to Graham Shine afterwards, as always, he spoke so eloquently and brilliantly. And you could see the disappointment in his face, Matt. And I think it was disappointment that Limerick didn't take their opportunities. Not that they failed to perform, because I think over the course of the game, probably the better team. And I think it was a correspondence said the same thing in the Sunday game and Sunday evening that the better team probably did lose out. But just missed chances, the, the story of that game, Matt, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, like I, I, I think when um, Graham Shine came into the press room there afterwards, I, I think his face and his demeanour told everything, and he made no attempt whatsoever um, to hide and conceal his 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 bitter disappointment, as he pointed out, like it's the second final that Limerick have lost this year, um, that that group of girls, um, having lost the Munster B final um, by four points in Mallow to Clare, but Jack, I suppose. We, 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 we have to put it into context, you know I I'm absolutely got it for the got it for Graham and for all the girls for the effort that they put in. but you just um yeah, I suppose it was a game in which defenses were on top and mm. dominated for the most part. <clears throat> but like the only goal chance that down that down created they took it. And I suppose that is the difference. Now, we got two very good chances in the space of four minutes as we were in, we'll say, in the mid, middle of the second quarter. And, yeah. um, like, no fault to, to any of the girls. Like, um, um you, you could see the shot that the defender put, um, put um, Roshi and Ambrose, put her wide at the goal a bit. And, like, she she made a fair attempt, but it did, uh, alas, it went into the side netting. And then, then we had the one with Cueva McGrath when she was put through I think it was by Cameron OLeary and yeah. um, like she hooked the ball and you know we were sure that that was going into the top corner from our viewpoint but it, it, it just tailed wide at the finish. but there they, 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 they were probably two defining chances because had one or another of those gone in Jack, we, we would have gone in at half time leading probably in all probability. And um, yeah. we will be coming out to play with the wind in the second half. But there was a remarkable similarity in that between the, the, the game and the group stages and the game and the last Sunday's final. In the group stages at Newcastle West, we again played against the Breeze. Now, the Breeze wasn't a huge factor in Croke Park last Sunday, it has to be said. But of course, we were saying that we we're saying that from the comfort of the press box. Whilst down on touch and on pitch side, it might have been totally different. But um, uh, you know, we went in that day in, in in Newcastle West just trailing by a point or two, and and um, again on Sun on Sunday trailing by a point, but um, didn't make the wind count. But you know, the the caveat in that one is that I didn't think that the wind was that much of a factor last Sunday, but whatever win that was there um was was um, in in favor of down in the second half like basically what you had jack Sunday and Crockmark, park you two teams that cancelled themselves out from 1 to 15 like um uh, you know um w- w- when limerick were chasing the game after the goal i thought, i thought that the down defense was absolutely immense you 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 would have to say um like um like Limerick couldn't really get close into goal, um, you know. You you couldn't say that we really created a goal chance in that last ten minutes or last fifteen minutes. Um, and yeah. we we were a bit dependent, but now down funnel back in numbers, in huge numbers. And um like once they got their noses in front, I'd say after that it was containment. We'll we'll hold what we have after that and. <coughs> They came. They became less of adventurous because <clears throat> Limerick have have very good ball carriers, and in 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 the like of Debbie Murphy and and Karl O'Leary, and like, you know, had Limerick to hit him on the break, you know, um, they could be in trouble. So they, 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 it didn't make for good viewing from a football point of view, you know. Yeah, um, fair enough, yeah. but but yeah, but but um. Ah, look, Jack. It 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 it, it was uh, it was very 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 disappointing. Um, but I, I suppose we have to look at it in the context of the whole year, and where Limerick are at. And like as as I said, um, I, well, uh, apologies for for the gremlins last week. And um before we go any further, Jack, they were Cork gremlins because no. I, I was down on the har- on Skull Harbour, so um. On, on on holidays, but um, down, this Down team, Jack, just to put it into context, Limerick were in Division 4 of the Football League. Down were in Division 3. Down played their seven games. They won five of them. The only two that beat them were Kildare and Clare, who were playing in the Intermediate Final after us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm saying that to contextualise um, the, the 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 level of the opposition we were up against. Now Sligo were also in Division Three, and and um, and um, we beat them in, in 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 the group stages, and they survived in Division Three. But um, uh, you, you know that that could give you a sense of the magnitude of of of, of our task and so on Sunday. Like we were outsiders going into the final so on Sunday, but I I I thought Limerick. I thought they acquitted themselves very, very, very well. And like, you would probably have to say in summary, Jack, that uh, it was an all Ireland that got away.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, you'd have to agree um, in that regard. And sometimes teams just don't show up on finals there, but you couldn't say that about Limerick. As we said at the start, probably the better team lost. You know, Down are a good team, but it was disappointing. Limerick seemed to be building in the right direction, obviously was it four semifinals in a row, finally got over the line this year. That's two finals this year, the league final last year. You know, I think they're just a win and a final away from really breaking through that glass ceiling. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be last Sunday. But as you said, overall, brilliant year for Limerick to get to those two finals. Yeah,
2: Jeff, but before you move from that yourself, you put a very a very, um, a very important question, I think, to Graham, Graham Shine when you asked him, do you have to lose one to win one? You know, and and he, he spoke about the importance of keeping this group together. And um I I, I couldn't agree more because um certainly over the last two years of of, 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 um, uh, of Graham's tenure like that um like Limerick have certainly been been going in the right direction and I, 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 I think he has built a very, very solid foundation to build on. So yeah. um but like he did he, he did emphasize the caveat to you will remember um, the, about the importance of these girls staying together like and um, Jack, just just another um, <laughs> just, just on an aside though, just, just while it dawned on me. Like, I, I was disappointed, I have to say, Jack, with the, with the amount of support that Limerick had in Croke Park. Like um, yeah. we were completely we were completely outnumbered by down.
0: Yeah, I'd like. I'd say there was a lot under us in, in the lower Hogan Sand. I know that's where the lads went. But yeah, like the sound wise it was down more definitely that bit louder. But look, mm. after being in Crow Park probably twice to see the hurdlers already this year, it's an expensive day to Dublin. Um it all comes into that. But definitely the girls deserve probably a bit more support. Those that were there mm. did make their voices heard, but Down did bring a, a nice support as well on the same
2: no, so. I, I I get all you know that there was every goodwill will from there was great support in the woodlands for the breakfast morning and all that sort of thing and I get all that but, um you know I I I'm still a small bit disappointed even in the precincts of Cork Park before and after the game you know, um Limerick supporters were were you know, they 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 were kind of elusive you know.
0: Yeah, a small but I went down to watch the Kildare and Clare game in the Hogan sign and there was a, a fair splattering of Limerick fans still dotted around. But as I said, where we were you we couldn't really see down below us. So I think that's where a lot of the Limerick tickets were. And I think some people moved yeah. from wherever they were over to the Hogan. But there was still a decent sport for the girls and, and they played well enough to win the game. But unfortunately that's how sport goes. Someone has to lose and it's a it's a pity it was it was Limerick. But as we said there, the 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 building has been done, the groundwork has been done. Um, if the team can stay together, there should be a lot more better days ahead for the team. So overall, it's a well done to Graham Schein and the and the ladies' team for a very, very good year. Just missed out on the grand prize, but they'll be back. There's no there's no doubt about that, Matt, I don't think.
2: Oh no, 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 no doubt about it. And then, you you know, the key is for them to stay together and um, like there are a lot of very exciting young players coming through and and they needed the experienced heads like the, the likes of Yalva Quaid, who I thought was outstanding on Sunday. Like, you know, Rossie Ambrose was just immense. Um, led, led from the front, and the experience of Cathy Mee, Amy Ryan. These people, we 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 need these to bring along the younger players. And um, I I think even at this remove, it's very very important, Jack, that 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 girls like that. Now I know they've given fantastic service, and you cannot argue with it. But you know, I, I, I would be hoping that those girls would 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 stay on board um, you know, real, real leaders, you know. Um, now I'm I'm talking about the the very experienced crew, you know, at um, like you know, we we we, we like Bramshine he, he, you know, he, he has the foundation laid and it's a it's a question of building on it now.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's what they'll hope to do. In 2024, another club championship is back soon. So we'll be able to see them for their clubs in action very soon. But well done for the year they had. The pity they missed out on the grand prize. But they'll be back. There's no no doubt about that. One thing that did come back over the last two weeks, Matt, and me, we spoke about last week, was the Senior Harlan Championship. And all the Harlan Championships will stay with the top tiers for the time being because it's just... There's so many games going on everywhere. It's very hard to, I suppose, nail down and, and get all results. But... uh I suppose the shock really of the round probably came on Thursday night in uh, Kilmallock, the meeting of Dune and Patrick Swell. Now, both of us were watching the hand Kilmallock game, so we didn't see it, but obviously we got reports. But Dune, Matt, you you couldn't write him off, even with all their injuries and all the problems there, to come back and beat a Patrick Swell side that were flying 300 years, beat uh, Napeerchik in the first round. But... Doing just showed you can't write them off.
2: No, you 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 you, you certainly can't. And, and just talking of doing Richie English, um, had his operation yesterday. And If you're listening, Richie, let's hope everything went 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 well for you. And Mikey O'Brien is due to have it in in early September. And like they're two huge losses. Now I understand mm-hmm. that um, Chris Thomas, um, Thomas Hay, Tommy mm-hmm. Hayes, and and um, Barry Murphy are closing in on a return for the next round, but there, 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 there is five key players. You, 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 know, and there are others missing. So, um, it's 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 huge credit to Dune and huge credit to Dune to the to, uh, to, to the the squad that they have, and um, like you 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 know, they're certainly after Patrick's well beaten the piercing in the first round. People, including ourselves, could be excused for writing off Dune's chances against Patrick's way, yeah. who obviously were on a high. But yeah. by God, they found resolve from, from somewhere. Now, I, I saw something similar about, and, and I've mentioned this in the past, about the, in the league final this year. Um, and, and and I said to myself, maybe this is the turning point for Dune getting their hands on her hurling silverware. But um, where they they, 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 Kilmallock raced into a 1-6 to no-score lead, but they clawed it back and clawed it back and clawed it back and eventually won the hurling match. Now, Dean Coleman, who was captain that day, is another man that's missing as he's gone abroad. Mm. So, um, and they were shot a whole raft of players that day as well. But um, it, it, it will give you a sense of, of the depth in the squad. Now, um, ov- obviously, the Kilmallock... Um, uh, result would be a huge disappointment, a huge disappointment in the championship because in terms of scoring, difference, it lets them behind the eight ball somewhat, but I, I don't think they have, <clears throat> in terms of qualifying at this stage, I think they have little to worry about, but they, 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 yeah, the hand in the next round will be will be an important game for them, but um, f- full credit to Dune, um, it, it, it's, um. um like i i didn't see the game like yourself and i'm only reading reports and listening to second hand reports and all that sort of thing but uh, by all accounts they were worthy of their win and uh, nobody can take that from them and um like it, it's happy days for doing the back in the championship you know yep. which you know the championship hopes looked a bit bleak seven days earlier and here you know that's 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 the that that's the vagaries of what can happen at at, at at this level. But um it's just one game, but you know, they're off the mark. If they have some of the key players back, Now there's some that won't be back this year. Um they, they 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 certainly, you know tune will be a force.
0: Yeah, and they just seem to reduce players every year it was Donald Coughlin, the last would five points from play for a teenager. So they've they've lads coming through to replace these players and it's very rare that they have a full deck to choose from, I know, was it Richie and Barry missed the 2020 championship campaign, I think Dara might even be missing as well, so they get it done, regardless of who's there another team that got it done, Matt was Kilmallock they beat a hand 119 to 112 after demolishing Dune the previous week, wasn't the best performance from Kilmallock but I think Fintan O'Connor would be delighted that they still got over the line against a hand who were you know, full value for their lead for all the first half. For a lot of the second half, they stayed with them. But Kilmallock showed their class down the home straight. And only team with two wins from two. I know we both had picked them at the start of the year to, to be the last one standing. And it'll be a long slog to get there. But so far, so good for Kilmallock
2: Also, so, so far, so good. And I suppose <coughs> the second win really puts them in a position, Jack, where um they're in pole position now to to make it to the semi-finals even at uh, even at this stage um but they, they have challenges coming down the road as well they have patrick's well they have naperchic and they've killed Palace henry but um, i saw the game to, uh, on on limerick tv and um, uh, i i was very impressed with kilmacan in the second half i'd have to say jack um um now, you're right when you say that a hand probably dictated the terms of engagement in the first half, but Kilmalek were coming into it late in the first half, if you recall. Got a couple of points. <coughs> brought him really within touching distance. I thought the Kilmalek work rate in the second half was absolutely huge. Um, the goal scored by Gavin O'Mahony a fine goal it was. Um, certainly was a turning point. Now, um uh, I think Kilmaek had got the run on 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 um, on a hand before they lost the player to a second yellow card, um, but you know it it was the type of test I'd say, Jack, that Fintan O'Connor would have been hoping for a, a, after the the game against Dune. He certainly would have wanted his players brought back down to earth um, after that because you, you know they were entitled to be on a huge high. After, after, after that first round victory and the manner of the first round victory but it was the type of game that he would have liked I'd say to you know welcome to the real world type of thing
0: yeah <coughs> it was It was a good performance I, I think overall in the grand scheme of things and just at this early stage it's just important to get wins because we've seen everyone else has suffered a loss except for So we know how slippy in nature the championship is so for them to get two from two and to be, as you said, nearly into the semi-finals already, you know, is a huge, a huge boost. And hand uh, similarly, after beating KP the first day, although all as the uh, last, um, the Malag, you know, they can look up towards the table because KP were beaten by Napier. She a game that we both saw as well. I don't think the Napier were at their best, near their best, but all they need to do was to get back on track. And we new players like Adrian Breen and Peter Casey. I can get you five points apiece in a game like that. That was a major difference between KP and Napierstic is that Kalaya Palace found their scores harder to come by, you know, in in the forward ranks, whereas Napierstic had those superstars to call upon. But again, Shane O'Neill will be happy just to get that win after practice. Well, they're not flying it, but, you know, you again, a team you couldn't rule out going all the way. And without Will, you know, they had Dave they Dempsey only for 15 minutes maybe, no Jerome Byland, that they have their injury worries as well. So, a banana skin was navigated pretty emphatically, I suppose, by uh, Napierchik. It was, Jack. It it
2: was. And um, even even though they were below their best, they were still impressive. And um, uh, having seen both of their games this year, um, again on on Limerick, GAA TV, there was... They seem to be going in the right direction, and um, you know, would you know, come, come, and I, I have little, or no doubt, but they'll make the knockout stages of the championship and come that, Jack. I think that, um, it'll be a different appearance you'll see, and of course, they, they, by that stage they would be hoping to have Willem O'Donoghue back among their ranks and possibly Jerome Byland. So, like, um, uh, William is a huge loss in the PRC you know he'd be a huge loss oh, yeah. to Limerick a huge loss to any team um, and we can see his versatility in the way that he slotted in for Limerick at center half back. So if you lose a player of that caliber um you know it, it, it's it, it's, a, it's a huge huge loss especially around the middle of the field where Willemmar do who tends to dictate things and um, but yeah I, I, I was impressed with Napierce and uh, with the caveat that they're, they're they're not at their best yet. And um, there's a good few good few notches um, to come in them, but like they, they have a couple of newcomers in, introduced there, like Wayne Cairns, J.J. Carey, and all those, and they're bedding in nicely into the senior team, Jack, and they 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 they, they will give them um, um, you know Shane O'Neill options as 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 the year goes on. So um, yeah, look, it's it's business as usual. Now I think you mentioned it in commentary, Jack, about Kildaimo Palace Kenry being in a new space in the in that they have now lost back-to-back matches
0: yeah I
2: think it's it's something that probably hasn't happened since 2017 2016 actually in fact I'd say so um it, it's a new space for them and and um, like <coughs> whilst the three weeks will be of of, of great value to, to most clubs Um unfortunately from the Kildaima palace Henryry they will be involved a lot of that players are going to be involved in football championship this weekend and the weekend after so they, they, there will be no let up for them now um i i, I thought that, that um you know they'd hit the ground running when it, when it would come to the the championship the hurling championship in in that they had so much work done in the football championship um, like you know they they had um they had the possibility of second-year syndrome being caught with a relegation fight. They had that put to bed, and and um, they they were looking like to be poised to um, to um, to be already qualified, um or, or very nearly qualified for the knockout stages of the championship, which is the first them, um, which is the first target of any team. So, um, the difficult days are lying ahead. I think for Kildimo Palace, Kenry, um difficult games um, you know Dune uh, Kill, Kill Mallet Patrick's well you know they don't come much bigger than that but you know where else would you want to be playing your hurling they, 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 they will learn from it and um, basically Jack at this stage they, they need probably three points to survive
0: well they definitely need at least three points to survive and as you said you mentioned those three games it's hard to see where the points will come but That'll be the challenge for them. And as a dual club, you know, you mentioned there that the football is going to be no it's not going to be no easy weeks for them because most of their big players are involved. But um look we've we've seen over the years with, with KP they've upset the odds plenty of times. So we won't rule them out yet. But I suppose the battle then to replace whoever comes down in group one, you know, we saw it firsthand hand on, on Sunday afternoon in a in another game on Lin JTV. A hand versus or Adair versus Belly Brown and Honours, even there, and the two teams that look most likely to get back up into senior A. They've both played there in, in recent years. I suppose it probably wasn't the most surprising result. You had gone for Belly Brown by a point. Um, I don't think you weren't far off at turning a point off it. Um, they're looking the two teams that'll come out of it uh, at this early, early juncture.
2: They are, and um, they're probably even looking more like it now, even, you know. Um, Yeah,
0: they avoided defeat. uh,
2: There's a lot of hurling, there's a lot of hurling to be played yet, Jack. (coughs) let Saint Paul's are there or thereabouts as well on three points, you know, so um, there's a lot of hurling to be played, but um, I, you know, when I was tipping Barry Brown to win by a point, you know, it was, I just couldn't decide between the two of them, Jack, it was it, it was as simple as that, and and the fact that the possibility of Declan Hanna not playing was was um, probably telt, tilted me towards towards Barry Brown. But um, both clubs are in a very very strong position at the moment. As as Mungret St Pauls, as I said, um, yeah, you know they they got they got a draw with Galway Spillane, so they ever win and a, and, and a draw in in in. Um, in their two games, and um, so like a lot will depend here on the Todd Brown. Now it it yeah, it, moving, it it moving it, down. it could do it could do enough sorting that starting out now. Gary Spillane's are still in the mix by virtue of, of picking up that point. Um, Mona Lee are certainly in the mix by by um, virtue of, of of their huge win over South Liberties. Jack, but you have to fear at this stage as we feared last week. Far South Liberties <clears throat> They have suffered two huge defeats Now they have They have been you know decimated With with players retiring And players leaving And, 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 and what have you And um, it looks going to It's going to be a very ro- a tough road for them ahead Because you know I was just Studying the fixtures there during the week Like they still they still Have Barry Brown Adair, Gary Bellan To come up um, And like, as you were wondering there a while ago about Kildaimo Paris kinry um you wonder where the points are there, um the survival yeah. points um i I think it's going to be very very, very, very difficult for them, you know, um yeah so it, now, yeah, whether looks... they can regroup regroup in the three weeks. And you know, I, I I don't know, but it 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 looks to, it, it looks like it's going to be a very challenging season for South Liberties.
0: Yeah, it appears that way. I think that's only fair too. Have enough beans, eighteen points, and sixteen points. But they'll they'll probably target Kerry Spillane now, who are on a point at the moment. If they can beat them, and there's no results elsewhere, it could be enough. But they're definitely looking down the table as opposed to last year's. Semi final, but as as you said, that round three will prove crucial across all the grades, Matt. Um, in the Limerick Curling Championship, yeah. we, we said we couldn't get up yeah. to all of them. We'll, we'll go to the Premier Intermediate before we go there. A special mention to Willie O'Mara from Mesquiton, he scored 232, Matt, in the first two rounds of the championship. 210 of that has been from play, so from play and place balls, he's been unreal. So he obviously has an All Ireland. Uh, winners medal, so I think it's important to highlight that I know it's my own club, and uh I see it first hand but Willie has right. absolutely absolutely sensational uh, so far for skeeton but got into the the primary premier to me i
2: agree with you there I agree with you there and what uh, I say well done Willie, you know um yeah. like that, that um to me Willie william, william is an absolutely fine hurler, absolutely because she was you know Farrell as well like so you have you have a twin threat up there, I. I you know I. Don't, don't um, be giving away trade secrets there. You know, I I I think Escapen are snaking up now, Jack. Um, um. Yeah. Uh, be, when we come to discussing the Junior Air Champions uh, Championship, I expect there'll be ones. I notice you have no plans in the immediate future to discuss the Junior Air Championship. I think we'll bring it on the agenda for next week.
0: No, we'll keep that, <coughs> uh, keep that in the back pocket for the time being. I know the boys are doing a lot of good work. But in the Premier Intermediate match, we sing, single it out every year as a championship that always delivers. And I have the table here beside me. Prof obviously, have gone three from three. Um, and capmore have lost all their games. But every other team has a win. Effin, Napiersig and Blackrock are on four points. The new have Newcastle West and Drummond Laka on two points. Everyone is beating everyone again, Matt. It's the championship that is so difficult to call. Um, and, you know, fair play to the Pearcy that League. They started with two wins and two, but Brough, even without Sean Finn, it to be going well. But this is a championship that could change in, in a second, like we saw last year. There's a lot of change at the top. But in the grand scheme of things, Matt, what have you made of the the Premier Intermediate Championship so far as we as we look go into round four of that? Obviously, and there's Brof have been the standout team, but the other three semi final places and that one as well could go anywhere, really.
2: Well, Jack, if, if, if it's a health warning to Brough after four games last year, Glen Rue had seven points and failed to make the semi final.
0: Yeah, so you know, <laughs> there there's your warning.
2: I, I yeah I but I, I I hate bringing it up but that's the that's the fact. Naughton Roofs struggled this year. They've lost their first two, but got a win against Capmore the last time out, which was hugely important actually in the context of, of the entire championship. But um, you have to hand it to Bruff um um as you said without Sean Finn like and also without Graham Whelan who's gone abroad. Like and um, full credit to Bruff um I I, I suppose. This year, Jack, believe it or not, um are fielding an intermediate hurling team, a junior A hurling team, and a junior B hurling team. For the yeah. first time that they're, they're they're fielding three teams, which which, which will tell you um that Prof that and um, of course they won the under seventeen A championship last and under nineteen A championship last night, they won the under nineteen premier last year. So he, he, what he tells me is these that is that they're successfully transitioning um, players from underage to adult. Yeah. Um, we, we 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 saw the the, the team that, that that they that they had last year in that reached the All Ireland Junior B final, and normally Junior B would be a mixture uh, of players weighted towards. Coming in the twilight years of their career, mixed with a few young fellas, but actually in in the Bruff case, it was the other way around. Yeah, um, it, it 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 was um it was mainly young players with a spattering of experience. So um <clears throat> like it it doesn't surprise me that, that there's a huge pool of players in Bruff, let's face it, and like they they, they have been successful, Jack. In 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 keeping these players and and as I said, transitioning them from underage to adult hurling, which is which is which is a trick in itself and is 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 hugely important. So
0: yeah, they're definitely going like, in the right direction.
2: Yeah, and so are they. going in the right direction, Jack. You no, know, they've yeah. suffered one defeat already, but they're, they're definitely going in the right direction. If you take a team that has has um, Nicky Quaid, Fergal O'Connor, Paddy Donovan as your backbone, and Tommy Quaid, who's mm. pay, play, playing out playing out of his skin at the moment, absolutely playing fantastic at the moment. Now they lost Jack Quaid, but like yeah. if, if you if you take a team that has that has a uh, you know players of that quality to lead the way, you know you 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 you're in a good place. Um, now Napierse can. Lost the last game. Lost the last game to Now They beat them. in the first round. Um, they beat capamore in the second round. Courtesy of a last-minute goal. But like Napiersek have done enough. That, 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 with Napiersek going up, Jack. Even even though Napiersek um, probably don't look at it this way, and, and and I suppose that's why they're so so successful. You know, the first target when you move up is to consolidate. Mm. and with two wins from two after going up they have consolidated you know yeah, <clears throat> they have they have ensured that they will be playing Premier Intermediate Hurling next year barring something unforeseen altogether happens which is unlikely
0: yeah. yeah. And the if...
2: probability is the probability is Jack that they will be playing in the semi-finals
0: yeah probably but you wouldn't rule out any team going on a run um, I saw Newcastle on Thursday pick up their first win and it was a really Complete performance from Jimmy Lee's team. Now again, Dave Alatabaid playing dual, so it was timely to get that win. But you couldn't rule out any of those teams going on a, a sort of a run. Mm-hmm. And you saw Glen Rue last year, mate. You said it, and you don't need you don't need any reminding of what happened there. But it's it's a competition. Well, I don't as...
2: need I don't need reminding. I don't need reminding of the run they went on.
0: You know. Yeah, yeah. It's a competition where you just need to be consistent. A run at the start or end mightn't be enough if you can consistently just keep ticking away and getting points throughout uh, and get into top four, anything can happen from, from there. But it's uh, a championship that always delivers, Matt, and it's important to, to pay respect to that. Obviously, the intermediate and junior are as important to all those teams, in it. but there's just so much going on at the moment that uh, we'll get to those. Um, maybe as we get into the latter rounds and permutations start to become clear uh, and all that jazz, but... That's the the senior Hurling and Intermediate Premier Intermediate Championship so far after, I think, after it's the, I think
2: it's very important we get to the junior hurling quickly. Before yeah, I us
0: won. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it, but uh the long way, yes. Um I suppose we didn't ask you, Matt, a beforehand who would win the premier intermediate, but if you were to call it now, um with three rounds played.
2: Well, uh, I I probably give you the same answer that that, um, that I'd have given you three rounds back. Um, is that I, I, I despite the loss of Sean Finn, I fancy Bruff.
0: Yeah, there's a lot a lot of good work being done at
2: the club. Um, for for I the just, reasons that I said, Jack, and I yeah, I've yeah. seen it at first hand. I, I you know I, I I watch him an awful lot, as you know, and and um, and um, like, I, I think it's 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 simply incredible that that, that you know Bruff have gone really from fielding maybe one team and um, you know to, to fielding three teams and 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 the Junior B team, you know, played in the championship and only lost narrowly to Kamau Grovers in the first round. and it was Kamau Grover's first team. Now I know it was a yep. parish derby, but uh, you know um, like the Junior Bs are not going to be making up numbers.
0: No, their team went the right direction. I think it's between themselves and maybe F and, you know, with uh, the scoring threat of Paddy Donovan yeah. can be so crucial to this grade. And they pushed Monline all the way last year, but so did Bruff. So, but again, you, you couldn't rule out any team in that championship making their mark. But you briefly mentioned there, Bruff won the, the A championship last night under 19s. Uh, Monline won the this Premier against Munger they really Fine performance by Monaline, captained by Joseph Charles, who obviously started for the 20s last year. And Newcastle West won the Premier Under-19 football against Father Cases. So all those lads you would have seen in action for their clubs, but more silverware for uh, Bruff Monaline and Newcastle West.
2: Yeah, I just put it into context for you, Jack, that that um, last year, and that uh, you, you've heard me saying it in this medium before, one of the best games that I saw last year was the premier under nineteen final in which Bruff defeated Mona Leen. And yeah. Mon Ma- Ma- Mo have come back this year and gone gone one better. And congratulations to them. Now Bruff were graded A-, A this year and they, 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 they they've they've gone and won it and they've they've beaten they have beaten Garispalan and um, congratulations to them also. And to Newcastle West for winning the the, the the Premier Under Nineteen um, Football Championship. They 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 beat um, Father Casey's last night in the final, one ten to one Jack, but uh, speaking of the Premier uh, of the, of of the Under Nineteen Football Championship as a whole, you know, I, I I'm a, a small bit alarmed and more than a little worried, Jack, about the number of walkovers that are in that competition. Now there yeah. are a number of walkovers also in, in the under nineteen hurling competition, but not to the same extent. But <clears throat> there was a whole raft of walkovers, Jack, in the <clears throat> as you well know, in all levels of the under nineteen football competition. I think there was six fixtures one one particular evening and I think there was only one played or two played. Yeah. You know, that that's 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 unsustainable. Um uh, in 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 um, like that that competition, and I'll be coming to the intermediate football um, uh, when we go on to football in a minute. Um, that, that's something that needs to be looked at because I don't think that we're getting a full buy-in from the clubs on that, because number of clubs that are not taking part that maybe should be taking part, and other clubs then giving walkovers and all that sort of a thing. But I, I get an awful lot of it, Jack, because you have it running, um, practically concurrently with the senior football championship. And some of these lads would be playing senior football. And you have it running concurrently with the under 17 football championship and lads would be playing in, 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 both of those. So I get, I get all that, but it, um, you know, it, it, it worries me about the competition. Like if, if we are to have a competition, um, you know, and the, this is no criticism whatsoever of the structures, um, you know, but I, I don't think we're getting the level of buy-in that that you know for for the competition. And I think it, whether it should be rescheduled or what's the answer, you know, I don't know. That that's for people above my pay grade. Um, but um, it it's. Um, I think it's something to be looked at, Jack, and I'm just putting you on notice that I'll be coming to the Intermediate Football Championship in a minute um, yeah, when, 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 when when we get to it. And I, I I think you know what I'm going to be talking about, you know?
0: Well, we can, we can go there now, but just on that, the under-19s, like I'm involved with 19s in our own club, and it's very hard for... There's a lot of lads that are under 17 that are big game players for us, and they're playing 17s football, 17th hurling, 19th hurling, and 19th football all in like a good end period of time I thought that under 18 under 16 and 21s worked perfectly and I think we are going back that way in Limerick I can't say for definite if we are or not but I heard that's the way it's going and for me that system worked better I don't remember my playing that I was burned out or anything like that but I feel like a lot of players are taking on a huge burden that they're out every night of the week, they're playing soccer as well, I know that's gone to midweek too and you don't want lads falling out of the game and falling in love with the game that early so I think it's something that definitely needs to be looked at first of all is when the grades are playing, even if you played the under-19s hurling and football later in the year before the 21s, maybe two months beforehand and played the 17s earlier in the year or something, I don't know, it just seems to be too much for lads to do at this time of the year but while well, we're on about fixtures and stuff, Matt. Um, another thing we'll notice this weekend is the amount of games on at the same time. I know that's something that what you want you? to talk about, even in the senior championship. There's yeah. a game Thursday, four Saturday, and one Sunday. You know, the four and yeah. Saturday, one is at half four and one's at seven. You'd probably be able to get to two of those, but you wouldn't get to more than two games, if even. And it's just... I know there's an awful lot that has to be done to put pictures in place, and teams have second teams and they can't play the same night and things like that. But even spread them out more a couple of Thursday, a couple of Friday, majority Saturday, and Sunday, then Sunday morning, Sunday evening. It's just you just want to see as many games as possible, Matt, I think is what we're crying out for. Yeah, Jack, um, I,
2: I'll come back to that because I, I wasn't quite finished, and you you made a very valid point there and you are actually substantiating the point that I, I made about the under-19 competition. May I ask the question, Jack, who made the decision to have these competitions? Who made the decision that we'd go from 21 to 20? Who made the decision that we'd go from under-18 to under-17? Who made the decision that that um, under-20 players couldn't play a senior? David Clifford didn't play... In the in in, in, in in never, never played under 20 or 21 for his county. Carl O'Neill missed the all-Ireland final last year. Who made yeah. those decisions?
0: Couldn't it, it wasn't
2: the clubs made those decisions. No, some August buddy above and Park made the decisions. You know, oh, they wouldn't yeah, be seen, they, 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 were, they, were, they wouldn't be seen at a club match. You know, yeah. um, mm. yeah. you, 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 you certainly know how to fire under me anyway because you know. Um, the clubs have got to take back ownership of the GAA jet
0: yeah that was
2: the basis on which this great organisation was founded on and it has been hijacked and kidnapped by bureaucrats
0: yeah, um, it, yeah, yeah. the decision just seems to be made <laughs> and that's, that's that's it and no one seems question it. but they do need to be questioned because there will, I think they were done to stop player burnout, but the way things are going, I think players are playing more games than ever before, especially younger lads, and they have other things going on in their life as well, like, you know, so it's just very difficult for them.
2: Yeah, Jack, Jack, Jack player burnout is a reality, but it's, it's a fallacy in this particular one, because if you, if you take the under 20 and player burnout, why did they change it to a round robin? if they yeah. were concerned about play-out. So,
0: yeah, I think that, the Inter-County, that I, I think uh, it may be at an Inter-County level, um, they're played at a different time of year, so you're not really playing much at that time. I think during the summer, the clubs, there's just too much going on with club players at the moment. And then if you factor in the lads that played Inter-County already this year, they have so much played. And um, it's definitely something that needs to be, to be looked at. Those competitions are kind of coming to an end now. So we should have seven or eight months at least to just get them right. And maybe just set aside times in the years and parents and families, even lads and holidays, you know, families are, if their child is a big game, they mightn't be able to go or they might have to get someone to look after them. It's just a lot, a lot going on for, I suppose, players that are between 16 to 19 this, this time of year, but there's a lot going on everywhere, Matt. And, uh, there was another point raised there on the fixtures, and that's just that, it was two points. I, I,
2: wanted to, I wanted to come to it, Jack, and you made you made a very good point, and I think you 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 outlined it, um, you outlined it exactly as as it is, and um, like <clears throat> I'm meeting an awful lot of discontent around the county, not just about this weekend, Jack. There were people very very angry last last week that the Kilmallock. A hand game was pitted on the same night as as um, Doon and Patrick's Well. Now I know yeah. that I know that there, there are games that have to go on on the same night. I get all that, but take this weekend for instance, and the senior football championship: one game on Thursday night, four games on Saturday night, one game on Sunday. What yeah. what is wrong with Friday night? What is wrong with having two games on Sunday? It's
0: yeah, absolutely I
2: think... ridiculous. I took a very angry call this week about it and was was telling me that I should be writing and and uh, and um, doing this that and the other thing about it. And I uh, look, I said I'd bring it up in treaty talk.
0: Mm. Yeah, I understand. Um, sometimes teams can be tied into uh, they have two teams and. They obviously can't play in the same night and they might want to play them back-to-back. But as we said, if you play maybe one game, Thursday isn't great for a lot of teams, but if it can be, if you play Thursday, maybe one or two games on Friday, one or two games Saturday, and you could have an early game Sunday and a night game Sunday night. Now, I'm not saying it's easy to put the fixtures together. I understand it's extremely difficult. There's so many fixtures between all the grades, but I think we'd love to see them spread out more evenly across the weekend. It's just people want to see GA and Limerick that much, that they don't want them to be clashing. I know I love going to see other teams play, but if seen are playing, you know, that's the game I'm going to be at and I will, everything else will be missed. As a result, you're probably the same. You know, you just want to see as many games as possible. I don't think people mind Friday night games. Maybe the players, it mightn't be great if they're working, but a lot of players work shift work and things like that. So, as long as they know well in advance, I don't think it makes much odds to players when they're playing. But, I think for us, we just want to see more accessibility to these games and be able to see as many games as possible. And I think you know, people that have got to you have the same idea.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know? And you meet people, you meet people, you go to a match and you meet people and they say, Oh, look, I'd love to be at that other game as well, and, and all that sort of thing. Now I you know, I, I understand like that there are clashes that cannot be avoided. But by God, with six games. Like yeah. we've Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and we plunk four of them in and the, against each other.
0: Yeah, uh, look, there's no, We'll just we just have to highlight it, and hopefully, the powers that be can rectify it. You know, this isn't calling out anyone for doing something. It's just to let them know that people want to see as as many games as possible. And while we're on the kind of not renting stage, but while we're on about these the. The intermediate championship is something that you wanted to go out to, Matt, before we get into the games themselves. It's just the intermediate championship.
2: Yeah, I'm I am i am disappointed, Jack, with the intermediate championship. And I, I said it a lot of times last year, and I said it particularly in the context of Napershik, who during the group stages last year got two walkovers. Like um yeah. it's it's for the second second year in a row we have a we have a club pulling out of the intermediate football championship. Roth pulled out last mm. year, Father have pulled out this year. It throws the whole thing into disarray. It means <coughs> it means that there is no relegation. That's the upshot of it. There was no relegation last year because the team that pulls out is automatically relegated. Father cases are automatically relegated this year. Now, there are a couple of clubs in the Championship, Jack, and you will have to agree with me, that are really really struggling.
1: Mm.
2: You know, yeah. for, for which relegation mightn't have been the end of the world. You know, yeah. um, I I don't think anyone it, sits it out to give... be relegated,
0: but no
2: I know what you mean. But they, you know there yeah. are one or two clubs now in the championship that are well short of it and and um, you look at the tables and uh, they, it, it it'll tell you very quickly what I'm talking about. Like and they yeah. even though um, relegation would have been a, a, an opportunity, and look, it's it's very very hard to talk about merits of relegation because it's it's such a negative thing. But um, a, a relegation would would possibly suit them; it would give them an opportunity to regroup and rebuild. But now they're they're confronted yeah. with having to play intermediate football again next year, and it's 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 it's. You know, so um I, I think you know we, we, we've learned lessons now over the last two years, and I, I think we've got to put something in place, Jack, to ensure that it won't happen a third year.
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing. Look, you don't want to see any team losing or giving walkovers and things, and some teams aren't in a place to be fielding brilliant teams. But you'd like just to see can you field a team or let it know before the championship that um, you can't you can't field a team or just not to be pulling out but look I know t- I know teams um, even for a lot of cases this year I know an awful lot of players have gone abroad and things you know but it's it's just disappointing and it affects obviously the relegation side but the promotion side as well you know the appears you got two walkovers last year teams that get walkovers every team in group 2 is going to get a walkover this year at least And but anyways that's I think it's just important to say it, but I, I don't begrudge anyone that gets out at Intermediate Championship because you've seen how difficult it is to get out. You know, it's really, really Absolutely. competitive. At, at the top, it's extremely competitive. Um, even looking at Group 1, you know, you have Munger, Drum, Raquel, and George Griffins. They're only going for three spots. One of the favourites will be gone in the before we get into the knockout Absolutely. stages. But in Group 2, it's probably... A, bit more linear but um, we'll get into the the senior football Matt because that's uh, I suppose the bread and butter of the football side Um, again you'd love to go through all the grades but we are tied for time and just resources to be able to see all these competitions so we'll do the we'll before we get into actually we'll do our predictions as we go along as we do the previews last week Matt um, the draws threw us a small bit as the dunes result, we both win Kilmallock, Nap, Mona Lean. I said Kilmallock by seven points, so their, their late flurry got me the extra two points there. Um, but you're still way out in front um, after that stellar, I think was it, second week, where you got three results bang on the money. So that's the, the state of play in our predictions. As I said, we'll we'll do the football predictions as we go along. Anything to say on last weekend, first?
2: Um, I know, sure, uh... You know, I, it's it's early days in the table, Jack, and you heard about early ripe, early rotten, you know.
0: Yeah, I suppose if you've got a situation where you are the belly brown and the dare and couldn't choose either way, would you go to draw next time around or? It's very really hard to call a draw. Perfect.
2: We'll see what will happen in the meantime, Jack. That's, that's a long yeah. way
0: down the road. We could have the draw in, in the football this weekend, but... As always, we'll start with, with Group 1, Matt, and uh, I'll start with them as they're looking at me on the screen here. Saturday evening, 6 o'clock, Ula versus Father Casey's in Valley Brown. Um, Obviously, Ula are looking for a first win. Father Casey's got off the mark the last time around. Casey's are decimated by, you know, people emigrating and things like that, but would be still the favourites, Matt, I think it's there to say.
2: Yeah, they'd be slight favourites, and um, they're, they're, this one is going to be tight, Jack, because Ula have been very, very competitive. I saw Ula in the first round, and they, 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 they were very, very unlucky um, to um, to lose the St. Kevins, who were just after being crowned, um, just after being crowned um, county league champions. So, um. Uh, I, I, I think, and uh, their other game was they suffered a defeat to, to Palace Kend- Palace Kenry, I think, again a narrow defeat. So, I, I, I think Ula will be very, very competitive in this one for the simple reason that, um, now, Matthew, I think Father Cases are going to win it. Now I saw Father Cases in the second round against Coughlan and. Um, um, they both scant resemblance, as you mentioned already, Jack, to the team that um, was beaten in the semi-final last year. They're, they've So it's it's one thing losing players, Jack, but they've lost absolutely key players, you know, hugely yeah. important players. Um, and um, like they, 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 they lost to Newcastle West in the first round, but they bounced back in the second round, beat Tlajan. Now, Tlajan are not in a good position this year. Um, they're, they're struggling, and they too have lost players, and we'll be coming to them in a minute. But um, Jack, I'm, I'm, I'm going for Father Casey's to
0: win this one by three. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you there. Everything you said about Father Casey's and this of injury, I am also going to go with him, despite that. Even getting to that minor 19s final match, they're nearly there every single year. Our Father Casey's, they just produce players, some of them don't make the step up but even if they can get two or three every year, you know, it makes them formidable Ula Denner, we spoke in the first rounds, are without two of their, their best players, you know, Josh and Alan Daly, and it just makes it very difficult for them so I do agree with you there on Casey's, I'm on Casey's by four, I don't think it'll be one-sided, but I do think that the Westmen will have enough to get through there and move a step closer to, to the knockout stages and Speaking of knockout stages, uh, the game on Saturday, eight, seven in that group between Kildare Palace, Kennery, and St. Kieran's could have huge ramifications on the layout of the top three, Matt. You know, uh, KP coming into the game with two wins from two, but have obviously been beaten in successive rounds in the hurling. And we, we spoke about uh, the layover, layover of players between the hurling and the football. St Cairns did lose a game but that did come against Newcastle who we'd probably expect to top the group Cairns won the league um, but it's a really really intriguing game it's on Niskeaton, um at, at 7 for anyone that can get there I'll let you call it first because it could go yeah, either way I, I, I,
2: saw the game. I saw the game between them last year Jack and um, Kildayma Palace Henry did everything but win the football match no mm. um Kiildemar Palace kenry this year they've they've had two wins um over over um over Ula and 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 Clahan and um uh, St Kieran's had a win over Oula, but lost very, very narrowly to Newcastle West on a night in which they were minus john hayes and 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 Dara Tracy, which would be two of their huge players. So should they have those back on, on on board, it 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 will be hugely important. I'm I'm just wondering, Jack, about Kildamo Palestinary. And I'm just wondering that, you know, can losing become contagious? You know, um the disappointing run that the hurlers have to date, um will 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 will, will it carry over to the football? Obviously they, they will be trying to regroup, get back, and you know the the prize at the end of the day um, for Kilgamo Palace County is is very clear cut, Jack. Win and they're into the knockout stages. And um, you know, whilst, whilst for St Kieran's, um, it's it's if can they afford to lose a second, you know, and a, a, in what is you know a, a fairly tough group, um, <coughs> they could be they could be battling to to um. Stay afloat in the championship. I'm going for Kearns to win by two points, Jack.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's an intriguing game, Matt. It could go either way. Um, you know, you spoke about being contagious, like KP obviously winning was contagious for them for so long, but you know, how, how will that those losses impact him? Like Dara Tracy, John Hayes are huge losses for Kearns. From what I heard, I don't think they'll be back. Um, you know, for the sake of the championship, you'd like to see them back players that ill, but it's one that I'd be, I'd be siding for, for a draw, but I think Kearns will, will just have enough and I'm going to go Kearns by a single point, but I wouldn't rule out a draw here and I don't think you would either. It's probably the closest, one of the closer matchups on paper over the entire weekend is this game in Esquitina on Saturday night and one I'm definitely looking forward to. Hopefully we come back from Belegrand with a win and we can... Sit back in comfort and, and watch what's going on in Group One. But finishing out Group One on Sunday afternoon in the Skeeton as well is Newcastle West versus. Cl- oh, we lost met there. Last you for for a second there, Matt. But you you seem to be coming back in there. You're slowing, Um, on Sunday afternoon, Newcastle West versus Clahan in the Skeeton at one o'clock. Um, of all the games in the group, I think this is the most cut and dry. Again, Newcastle have had a lot of. Harland on over the last two weeks, but they're a team that just knows how to win in the group stage, Matt. Um, so and, I'm going to go Newcastle by five before we ever. Before yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. Um,
2: I have, I, I'm going for a Newcastle West win. Now, I haven't seen Newcastle West this year, but I have seen Clahawn. And um, I, I, I'd be a bit worried for Cloughan for um they, they've lost a number of key players to immigration and to injury and what have you. And it's beginning to take its toll now. Um they have been involved in hurling as well as they're they're in the June array hurling championship, Jack. But um, I, I, it, it's very, very hard to see anything here but a Newcastle West win. And I'm I'm going for Newcastle West by four, Jack.
0: Newcastle West by four, and that would give them three out of three, and they'd be true anyway. Yeah. I, I, you know.
2: They would be true. Uh, they would definitely be true, and um, y- you know, a huge game. Jack could be in round four. Um, depending on the results on Sunday, were Ula and Coughlan, uh, sorry, at the weekend, were Ula and Tahan to lose again for a third time? It would yeah. be make or break when they meet in round four.
0: Yeah, true. That would be. Your relegation decider because you have the, the it head to head. It, it,
2: it would be a relegation decider, but look, there, there's football to be played in the meantime, you know?
0: Yeah, there's football. There's a lot to be played. And going into group two, there's three games. And we start on Thursday night with the meeting of Mona Lien and the League, um in Clahon at seven o'clock. First game of the round, Matt. um Lane got off to, or the Pierce got off to win and start in round one. Last round, two. Monline did it the opposite way, lasted there, and then beat Bellanders just barely. Um, you know, it's it's a tight one. It's a battle of city rivals. Monlina are going to be favourites on paper, but I think it'll be very close. What do you think?
2: Didn't appear sick win the first round, Jack.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. Not that I. Only because of who they played. Nothing against the Bierschik, but anyone that beats Palestine is going to be unfortunate in my eyes. But yeah, very comprehensive in the first round. Obviously ran into Adair, who just don't lose in the group stage in the second round. So it would be interesting to see. They won't have anyone that played senior Hurland. They might have a couple that played premier, intermediate. No, so it's not you know, it's still a really high standard Hurland. But like Monoline, they're pretty much two separate sides, the football and Hurland. So the last two weeks won't have much bearing on this game. But, you know, tell me what you think.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be very tight, but um Monlin were very, very lucky to beat Ballylanders in the second round, Jack.
0: Yeah. Extremely lucky.
2: And having said that, they were very unlucky to lose to dare in the first round. You know? Yeah. So, um the, the pointers here for me are are, are towards Monaghan, like um, you know, and w- we have said so often in the past about how they are notoriously slow starters in the in, in the championship, and um, like the Piercy hit the ground running with their first game back with a win over over um over Barry Steen. But a game against a team of the quality of a dare in the second round wasn't wasn't the ideal opportunity to build on a first round win. So we, we now what's alarming for from the piercing in that second round game, they, they, they only scored four points in the entire game and they 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 didn't um, they didn't score at all for was it the last forty minutes? Yeah, for so, so to me that 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 would be alarming. Um, it's a city derby, you know, city pride. I'm going for Monaline by three, Jack.
0: Monoline by three. Well, I had flaunted with the idea of having a draw at some stage. And I'm going to put it in here for the draw. Now, if I was to pick one team, I would pick Monaline. But I think the Pearce could have something up their sleeve here. Monoline, I don't think, have the hurdlers, which would have been crucial to them last year. Stuttered past by the landers. So it's kind of which Monaline... Will we see? If Monoline played to 85-90%, I think they'll have enough. But if they don't, I think the Pearson could upset them here. Um So I'm going to go with a draw in that one, Matt. Um, next up, galty Gales and Adair. is half four on Saturday in Kilmaluk. uh It was the semi-final in 21, I think, Matt. Adair were relatively comfortable. And I think they'll be relatively comfortable again. I think I'm going to go for a four-point win for Adair as we said, they just know how to get the job done in the group stages of the Limerick Senior Championship. And so often in the knockout stages, they're down a couple of bodies. Um, I know Mark Connolly is away. Oren Collins picked up a bad injury. Um, best wishes to him. And Galtier are, are a good side. But I just think Adair's experience will, will pull them through here.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I've seen the girls. I saw the girls actually in both games. They played Ballylanders in the first um, round and they won by a point and they they played um, um, a team from West Limerick in in round two and um, uh, they, they were well beaten. Um, I noticed you cock your head there when I said that, but they um, have two wins, um, yeah. you know, two wins from two. Now, they met in the semi-final. Ballystein were the team from the West, by the way, Jack, before you start complaining. Um a dare of two wins. Tip- Typically, a dare like um, they dug it out against Monaline. They were uh, much more impressive against Nepirshik. All the pointers are towards a dare. Um, but I think this one could be tight, Jack. I- I'm going for the dare by just three.
0: Just three. Um, just kind of a, an experience thing to get him over the line.
2: Yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm going for them because they're there. Yeah, but the,
0: there. You,
2: you know, know they... the gales will, will the, the gales will come with all guns blazing because they will want to um you know exercise the, the, the defeat to Barry Steen in the second round, and um, you know they'll want to recapture the forum that they showed in beating Billy Landers, and um, you, you know um. I, 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 I think that they're, they're, they're quite capable of putting it up to a dare and um, whether it will be enough or not I don't know I think they'll probably fall a little bit short um, but um, certainly to me it wouldn't be a huge upset if the girls won now that's what it wouldn't but yeah, um, I... at this remove <laughs> I'm, I'm going for a dare by three Jack
0: yeah I think it would be a shock if Caldegales won, but I, I think it'd be more shocking if it dare hammer them. So I'm going to go with four points. Um, and then finally, we have the Treaty Talk Derby that we seem to get every year Ballylanders versus Ballysteen at five o'clock on Saturday in Ballygran. Uh, we know where both of us are going to go um, on this one, but it's a fixture that seems to go back, in, back and forth, Matt, every year. If Landers in one year, palace the other and it seems to be vice versa i don't know has any team picked up two wins in a row in in the last seven or eight years in this fixture
2: uh, jack jack you're, you're you're setting me up now we we know who won last year so you're telling me the Ballylanders are going to win and i no, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you <laughs> now, before we, before we discuss the match i'm going for Ballylanders by 2
0: by two. Well, I'll name my colors to but, the um, as well and I'll say I'll say Palestine to win by three But uh, go on
2: yeah
0: go on yeah uh, look
2: look belly 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 have had a had, had have had a tough time in in so far as like that they survives they survived last year only on the playoff victory over over um over um. Um, Galbally, I, I, I saw him in, in in the game against Galtigales Gales, and like they were unlucky they didn't get something out of it, Jack, because you know they led going down the home straight, and Galway Gales kicked three points, um, just to nick it by a point, and like Ballylanders have lost their two games, Jack, by a total of three points. They've mm-hmm. lost by one point to Galway Gales. They've lost by two points to Monloon, and should have won the Monlene game. Should have won could have won could have won both games, I'm saying. We could be talking about a different narrative. We could be talking about Ballylanders and four points instead of on no points. Yeah. But it's it's going to be difficult like Palestine, like following I suppose it was a bit of a shock defeat in the first round to the piercy. Um, yeah, and I was impressed that. with Palestine in the second in, in the second round, you know, even though you're a selector and all that. But um, uh, i I thought they were impressive in the way that they went about their business against altie gales and um mm. but having said that, I think Barry Lander's need is 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 the greater on this occasion, and you know, like yourself, I'm sort of mindful of the history that's between the clubs and the close contests you know, and it kind of going from one side to the other and um i I I have a hunch that Bally are going to win this one. And I, I, I think it's going to be close, but I think Bally will win it by two points.
0: Uh, Bally Landers, that is. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bally will win. It'll depend Landers or or Steen. But yeah, I know Landers to be fair. Probably should have points on the board. Should have beat it there last year. But you know, it, it's all about who's who's uh, winning at the final whistle. When Mike Sexton blows the whistle, who who's uh, who's leading Uh, we're obviously hoping for our own clubs to win but it should be an interesting game and there's a good few intriguing clashes as we said there Matt it's a pity you can't get to all of them but there's some really exciting games to forward to in the senior championship obviously a load of games in the in the intermediate premier junior and junior as well and we will as as we get further into championship and permutations come clear we will get into all those games but for now we'll just have to stay looking at at the top tier of, of games but those are our predictions for uh for round 5 we are approaching now um we just have over 70 minutes on the clock there Matt um, I think that's all for today that we, we had to go through, I'm just wondering is there anything else, this is obviously the first week in a long time we've had no guests, I- I'm hoping people enjoyed the guests and we will have them back soon but we just need a time, just the two of us to get back on track with everything that's going on in the club championships and the ladies final and everything Um but Matt anything else before we go any other business anything you need to mention
2: no but, but the Camogie the, the, the Championships have, have you know have had two rounds I think and the football championship is about to start this weekend so obviously <coughs> we'll be looking at them in the weeks to come Jack it's it's worth noting you know
0: yeah definitely this, there's so much more now that the intercounty season is over there's so much club action to come so much cl- exciting club action to come so stay tuned for all that. And again, a big thank you to all the guests that have been on for the last uh, three to four months. Really appreciate it. Really good feedback for anyone that's still with us now after the hour and 12. I will ask you as always, just if you're on YouTube and you're not subscribed, make sure to hit that subscribe, hit that bell. Just does a lot for the algorithm helps spread the message. There's an awful lot of people watching that aren't subscribed. If you don't have a channel, that's okay. But if you do just press the subscribe button, it means a lot. Um, and like the video. The same on Facebook and Twitter. Let's share the message and support Limerick J. We're everywhere across the world. I know there's a lot of people around the world listening, and so we do appreciate all that. And anyone that comes up to us in the street and says that we're doing a good job or that our predictions are terrible or whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to say, it's really much appreciated. But uh, I think for now, a thank you to you, as always, for listening. A big thank you to Matt for his contribution. As always, best look to all the teams playing this weekend especially Ballysteen I know you will say it for Bally Landers but thank and you as handles. always stay tuned for next week's episode yeah <laughs> stay tuned as always as we bring you weekly podcasts from Limerick TA but for now it's over and out for us thank you Matt and we'll talk again soon
1: impression the game you get old with what you put into it's like a walk of life if you're good enough go and get it no more about it Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods as you give you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods. <laughs> Can you? He just about kept in. Oh, well. Wow. Shouting To do that to Tomas O'Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. went out there from the war court today. No more about in He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The back of it. And that's it. No ifs. No buts. <laughs> no sympathy in this game for anybody.